0: As we promised on last week's show, our Pledge Drive, author Charlotte Dennett was going to return to talk about uh, her adventures here on the West Coast. She's written an excellent book, The People vs. Bush, following on the heels of uh, Vincent Bugliosi's exhortation for the public to get up and punish the Bush administration for their crimes. And uh, she is going to return now and, and tell us about uh, about what happened. Welcome back to the program, Charlotte Dennett.
1: Well, thanks so much for inviting me back. I have to say that the trip out west was wonderful. I I love people who live in California. Sometimes I ask myself why I'm not living there. And, and, hey, I come from Vermont, which is a great state. But uh, people were so welcoming. And I think that the, the one thing i'd like to convey more than ever is that people have not forgotten about the crimes that were committed about the bush area era that they don't necessarily want to follow obama's advice and just look forward because if we do that then we're all engaging in a cover-up and i i think that we lived through eight years of the worst one of the worst administrations we've ever had and to just simply forget about it walk away let the people who committed the war crimes and the illegal war and the financial disgraces just go home and sip their martinis, that's not right, and it's not, it's not American, in my humble opinion.
0: Let's pause a second to actually remind people from your appearance before that, uh, that, uh, the, that you've written The People versus Bush, but you also ran for Attorney General in the state of Vermont, with a platform being that if you won, the first thing you were going to do was appoint a special prosecutor to go after George W. Bush and company
1: that 's right uh, um, that, and I was going to if I won, I was going to have Vincent Bugliosi, the famous prosecutor, come to Vermont, and he would have I would have appointed him my special prosecutor, so i didn 't win. Hey, I was in a four way race, uh, an unknown, and I only had a month to campaign, mm-hmm. but I really got so hooked on this issue of accountability because people from all over the country opened up their hearts and and cheered me on it was really it was an amazing experience and i think i i experienced that again out on the west coast so i'm glad that i wrote the book i've written uh, the people versus bush as as a call to action and i believe that we're at such a critical time now because as you know uh the right wing is trying to whip up all sorts of fear Uh, against Obama, and of course I see that as actually a defensive mood because they know that uh, many of us are still hot on the trails of the crime of George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Condoleezza Rice, Donald Rumsfeld, and the rest of them. So they're doing the offense now, and um, it's difficult for someone like me to counter them uh, unless I have uh, a way to get my message out. So that's why I was glad also that I could appear on your radio show and uh, also meet people up and up the up and down the west coast.
0: Well we we were glad to have you. Well let's recount uh, let's recount your, your trip out here. You I guess you started out was it in, in Los Angeles or how did, how did that go?
1: I started in Los Angeles and um, that was uh, I had a talk there in in the in a private home and Vincent Bugliosi did, who lives in the area, came and was uh, actually, he was like a special guest. He was, He's such a sweet man, you know, Bugliosi. He's a real gentleman, and uh, he said that he didn't want to steal my thunder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just the type of guy he is, you know. He, he had come out to uh, New York to help me launch the book. I was with Naomi Wolf and with him, and we were at the 92nd Street Y. And he had, he had said, look, you know, you may not want to have me because, you know, I've got a lot of people know who I am, and they may want to buy my book. And so a lot of people did gravitate towards him in New York. But, uh, you know, I was just glad that, that he was there uh, because I needed some visibility. I'm not a known person like him or Naomi Wolf. So this time... When I came out to L.A., he just sat in the front row and listened and then uh, came up and sat beside me, and we took questions. It was a wonderful, lively crowd. And um, I, I, that's when I knew that people have, have not forgotten and don't want to forget and want to be part of this accountability movement. And then, and then in Berkeley, um, we had a wonderful uh, interview. Actually, it was on KPFA. And when I say we, this time it was Christina Borgeson, who is the editor of Into the Buzzsaw, leading journalist expose the myth of a free press, and also um, Feet to the Fire, the media after 9-11. She's a, she's a personal friend and had actually served on my campaign for attorney general. She was like my media my media consultant. And uh, so there we were. She was She was out on the West Coast for other business, but she joined me along with Peter Dale Scott, the noted uh, Berkeley historian. And we, we effectively launched the accountability movement on that particular show, Bonnie Faulkner's show, uh, telling people that what's happening is that, that we're coalescing, we're finding each other. And I think it's really critical we do. So journalists who really care about the, um, the loss of democracy in our country realize that we have to come forward now. And part of moving forward is to address the crimes of the past, and we recognize that. And and I think our accountability movement is going to have different segments of it. For instance, there will be the uh, the legal accountability, but there will also be media accountability. And uh, I'm sure we can uh, rope you into that, right, Doug?
0: I'm thinking as as you were, as you're speaking, I realize we've had Peter on three times, Peter Dale Scott. We've had Christina on twice. We've had Vince Boliosi on. I think at least twice, so we were definitely, we, you and I are definitely on the same page on this.
1: Yeah, that's great, and um, I should let people know that um, I'm developing right now uh, on Facebook a, a group called Accountability Now, yeah. and uh, so um, it's 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 in its earliest stages, but I think I'm, I'm ready to let people know that it's there, and if they're interested, the, the other sections that we want to develop are um, electoral accountability I met some some wonderful people on this trip who have devoted all of their time their spare time to making sure that our election elections are not tampered with and uh, I was told by one such activist that there's some I don't know 20,000 people in that group alone yeah. so the whole point is we've got to come together now and we've also got to be a force to remind the American people Of what happened during the last eight years, so they don't get swayed by these right wingers to, um, you know, to frankly to vote in Republicans who could be, heaven forbid, even worse than Bush. I then um, went on to Seattle and had a had a very good meeting at a Seattle bookstore with people who had been very much involved in the impeachment movement. In fact, a lot of the people that are joining the accountability movement um, uh, became highly uh, frustrated, as you can well imagine, with the um, with the Democrats, frankly, for, for taking impeachment off the table starting in 2006. And they, they, they gravitated to the... the the prosecution movement, if you like, of which I'm a part. So I got to hear their stories and compare notes, and it was very interesting. Very similar tactics were used to kill impeachment in California and in Vermont. And uh, if you want to talk about it when we have a little bit more time, I'd be happy to...
0: Let's have you back. We'll have you back and talk about that maybe in, in a month or two. Because I've been curious as to why Nancy Pelosi and others decided to cut some deal and, and just let you know give give the Bush administration a pass.
1: Well, just I'll just I'll tantalize you with my new knowledge, which is I had known that in Vermont we had very close to getting a resolution passed in our state legislature that would have required the U.S. House of Representatives to take up impeachment. And it was killed by top Democratic Party leadership. And the people that they went after was the Speaker of the House. And so I just found out that the same thing happened uh, in California, and uh, you know, which, which had followed up, apparently, had been inspired by Vermont's lead on this. And uh, it was also killed. So you know, there was a very determined effort to squelch impeachment. And I think the Democratic Party, frankly, set a very bad precedent by doing
0: that. Well, we couldn't agree with you more. And yes, let's come back and talk about some of the details as as, as we swing into election season, which of course we will do as the months uh, progress.
1: Well, wonderful. Um, great to talk to you, Doug. And-
0: Charlotte, you're, you're always welcome here. So, and, you, and, you'll, and you'll be back and we'll talk more. And let's get Christina Borgeson uh, maybe on that same show. We love Christina.
1: Well, that'd be great. She's coming up this weekend for a visit, so right, um, perfect. But I'll tell her about it.
0: Okay, give give her a oh, pitch. <laughs>
1: we'll do. Okay, Doug.
0: Charlotte, thanks so much.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Bye-bye. All right, we've only got about a few minutes left here on the program. Let's just do some miscellaneous items. We talked uh, a few weeks back about uh, Newsweek magazine's swing to the right, and right on schedule, the April twenty-sixth issue puts Rick Perry, the governor of Texas, on the cover with the big headline, Don't Mess With Texas. Rather disgusting piece by Evan Thomas and Adrian Campo Flores says the following. The myth of the once and future king is is as old as Camelot, as ancient as the Bible. If only someone could pull the sword from the stone and free the land, restore it to its former greatness. If only Bonnie Prince Charlie could sail back from across the sea and drive away the British oppressors. If only a new Saladin could sweep away the infidels and restore the Muslim caliphate. If only Bobby could vanquish the usurper Lyndon Johnson and restore the mythical Kennedy Camelot. If only the Messiah could come again. In dark times, the memory of a lost golden era reckons and the people look for their redeemer. In Texas, his name is Rick Perry. I want to warn you, before you read this article, you may want to get a bottle of syrup of Ipecac. The article goes on to ask, If he's good for Texas, an open question, why not America? Could Perry be the second coming of Ronald Reagan? You know, Newsweek Magazine, we've tried having a Texas governor for president. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we actually have tried it. It didn't work out. I heard the same Evan Thomas on NPR uh, talking about... uh, uh, William McKinley in the Spanish-American War. He was doing a really great job, actually, till he mentioned Iraq and said, oh, yes, the Iraq War, well, you know, it has done some good. I, I pause waiting to hear what those good things were. And let's just say he didn't elaborate. Of course, I do want to add, you know, things are not 100% worse in Iraq. Some aspects of of life for the Iraqi people you know, probably have improved by not having a dictator in charge, but I think those things are pretty few and far between. The majority of Iraqi people seem to be appalled at the state of their country. All right, three final items. Apparently, uh, Ronnie Lee Gardner in the state of Utah has been given the choice of being killed by lethal injection or shot by a five man team of executioners. He picked the firing squad. Gardner earned his death penalty by. Um, a shooting in the courtroom after he was smuggled a gun. Apparently, he shot a lawyer in the head, wounded a bailiff, and shot up the courtroom in making an escape attempt. I know the idea of being shot by a firing squad upsets a lot of people. In this guy's case, I'm not one of those people. We would note, too, that the Vatican apparently has decided to forgive the Beatles for saying they were more popular than Jesus which frankly does prompt one to ask, aren't there some more pressing apologies that the Catholic Church needs to attend to? All right, and in closing, let's talk about Washington Mutual. Apparently their former CEO, Kerry Killinger, testified before Congress last week and told senators that regulators unfairly seized Washington Mutual, the Seattle-based thrift that he ran for 18 years and what is still the largest bank failure in U.S. history. He said, WAMU wasn't undone by reckless mortgage lending, but by Washington's apparent bid to cash in on bubbling anti-Wall Street sentiment. Noted the LA Times, in fact, from 2003 to 2008, while Killinger was pulling down and reported $100 million a year, he transformed WAMU from a conservatively run lender into a behemoth with one purpose only, to issue loans seemingly without regard to whether the borrower could repay them. That's the real reason WAMU deserved to die. And we close with the fact that apparently uh, during the Senate's hearings on that failed bank last week, some details of a company retreat leaked out. Apparently, WAMU mortgage lenders performed a karaoke version of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Babies Got Back at a 2006 company retreat, which had the following lyrics. I like big bucks and I cannot lie. You Mortgage Brothers Can't Deny. And thankfully, that's all the lyrics we know. That's it for the show. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Lieutenant Commander Ted Robinson, political activist Charlotte Dennett, and Lieutenant Governor from the State of Confusion, Mr. Will Durst. I'm Douglas Everett. We'll see you next week at the same time. I like big bull- In your face you get sprung Wanna pull up tough Cause you notice that butt was stuck Deep in the jeans she's wearing I'm hooked and I can't stop staring Oh baby I wanna get whipped up And take your picture My whole boy's trying to warn me But that butt you got makes me so horny Ooh, a smooth skin You say you wanna get in my bins Well use me, use me Cause you ain't that average groupie I seen her dancing